Hello, and welcome to another episode of Chat with Nat. I I don't know. I feel like that <clears throat> it's so hard to podcast every week because I feel like I have every intention to, and then just sitting down and doing it, I just forget, and then Friday comes, and it's like, boom, I didn't do it. So... Life update is last week I was on my menstrual cycle and it always makes me very irritated and tired and cranky and of course overly emotional. So I'm done with that and so I'm kind of like on the uphill and just keeping things very positive. I also have confirmed that I am going to be working from home now. It's going to be part-time and I am a virtual medical scribe. I filled out my paperwork and everything and yesterday I had to go and fill out um, my I-9 form to prove that I am a U.S. citizen and get like, um, who is that? notary a specific notary to like do it I had to like call and wait for her and all this other stuff because I can't I guess the UPS people aren't strong enough their notary isn't I don't know that's what they told me I don't necessarily believe that but whatever everything turned out pretty okay so I will be starting this upcoming Monday and I'm not gonna lie is that I am very very nervous because I feel like at my last job experience, I think that time management was a huge deal in stress, but at the same time, I feel like it wasn't because I think that the people that I worked with made it really, really, really hard to enjoy it, and I think that there was no, there wasn't any flexibility And it's hard because, you know, we all have days where we don't want to get up and do our job or go to work. But the people that you work with can make the time go by fast and fun. And, you know, and that's how I've generally felt at every other job. But this time it didn't. It felt like kind of walking into the lion's den the whole entire time. And instead of like them making it go by faster, the people that I worked with made it go by slower. And so I think that I honestly feel like I have like, um, you know, PTSD about it. Like, I feel like I had such a bad experience with that. I'm scared to even um, work at all because I'm like, what if I get into something that's so, so awful and I have to like quit again or I have to, you know, feel this way and I'm not a quitter. And so that experience really opened up my eyes and these past two days, today and yesterday, have been really hard. Uh, Valentine's Day, my grandmother, my yeah, my grandma, on my dad's side, um, her brother had passed away, and it was really sad. And so I feel bad because I obviously can't make the trip there. And um, you know, sh- my dad, he isn't a very good support person. He's not very emotional. I've never really talked about this before, but I think that he is on the spectrum. My brother um, has autism and he is on the spectrum. And I think that my dad is on the spectrum also now taking a step back and looking at his characteristics and how I grew up and all this. I think that he is on the spectrum and I think that nobody caught it. And so, you know, it's really hard for him. He's not very emotional 
And, you know, growing up, I always thought that, you know, why don't I have the relationship with my dad like other people have with their dads? Like, you know, people say girl dads are the best, but I don't, I never had that experience. My dad, I don't think my dad ever kissed me on the cheek. He very rarely told me that he loved me. Um, Hugging was like very, very, very rare. And it's just, I don't know. We never spent quality time together. He was always socially awkward. Um, I never really hung out with my dad one-on-one unless it was doing something that required a task to be completed. So, you know, um, fixing things, helping him fix things and stuff like that. Like, like a man's man job, you know, like I was out there, you know, doing everything with him, loading hay, whatever. That was one experience. I didn't do that very often, but, you know, fixing trucks because he owned his own trucking business and stuff like that. So it wasn't like, I'm going to take you out to dinner. I'm going to, you know, he never showed me what a relationship, a romantic relationship looked like. And I think that that also has a lot to do with like the fact of like what I looked for in a relationship because my parents were never romantic. I don't think my dad ever bought my mom flowers. Um, And so for me, their relationship was based on money. So money made both of them happy. And I think that that's what I looked for in relationships. As long as somebody could put food on the table and they made money, then that was good enough. And I think that was hard to get out and learn as a young adult and kind of like have to figure out what I wanted in a relationship because obviously money is not what I wanted. Um, So I hate to backtrack a little bit. Uh, And so I feel bad for my grandma. I wish I could be there, but I went ahead and sent some flowers over. I feel bad. She doesn't have anybody. She's been a widow for like eight years now. And um, her and my mom don't get along. They don't speak. Uh, I don't even know, you know, I haven't spoken to my mom in three years. I don't know what's going on with her nothing. I don't speak to my dad either. Um, just because my mom had blocked my number from calling him. And the last time that we had spoke, it kind of got a little, um, hefty because I think that he pulls the curtain over my mom's actions and I wish that he would stand up for me more. But, you know, that's all hearsay, and we're not going to talk about that today. But I do want to talk about something that is kind of triggering for other people. So um, if you are triggered by this, and I am in no case or scenario the perfect person to discuss this, I have no understanding. I just know what happened to me in my life experience. So if you are triggered by addiction... I would probably be gone now. So I want to talk about silent addiction. um, And I feel very weird talking about this. But I think growing up, I had never experienced people, drug addicts, uh, alcoholism, addiction in general. I know that there can be many other things that you are addicted to. But I have never... The stereotype of that I never experienced because I grew up, my dad never smoked or drank. My mom never smoked cigarettes um, and she very rarely drank. So for me, I was like, we're in the clear, you know, they're not drinking or doing hardcore drugs. So to me, we were the cookie cutter family. But 
that was vastly inappropriate to think because now that I look back on everything and my mom was, and I don't know if she still is, but I assume that she is addicted to prescription pain, pain pills and also, um, stuff like Xanax and stuff like that. I don't know specifically know what those types of drugs are called. Um, I just know what my experience is and I remember just so many things. I feel like that it's hard for me to differentiate. Like, you know, I was talking to my therapist about it and it was hard for me because the first realization I, I had was that you know, um, my husband, he had to leave for three weeks cause he had to go to, uh, SEER, which is military training. And, um, I had picked him up late at the airport and he said, Oh, another guy needs a ride back to base. You know, we're, I, I know him. And I was like, yeah, I'll give both of you a ride. So I picked up my husband and the, you know, the other gentleman was there and he said, yeah, my sister, you know, she's really bad into drugs and stuff like that. And, um, you know, all that. And I said, yeah, I don't think I've ever experienced that. And then all of a sudden I blurted out, but I, you know, I've never been around hardcore drugs, but my mom was addicted to prescription pain pills. And I was like, oh, wow, holy shit. I can't believe I just said that to somebody I, I very well don't know. And I literally couldn't believe that it just came out of my mouth. I don't even know what had gotten me to that realization. I don't know why I even said that. I don't know why I even thought that, but it just suddenly became a realization of things. So I'm going to set the tone is that growing up, I thought it was normal. I thought it was normal to have, she used to have a makeup bag and she used to have these prescription pain pills in this makeup bag and she would carry it around everywhere with her. It wouldn't matter if we went on vacation or we went 30 minutes away. It was always in her purse. And I I never looked at it. And I also, this creates a complex for me now because I don't, I I have trouble taking Tylenol. Any kind of medication I don't take. Even after I had, um, even after I had my wisdom teeth taken, I wouldn't take any of the pain pills. After my daughter, I took maybe a couple mydols or whatever. Um, I did get an epidural though, but I, it created a complex for me because I like everything to be natural and I don't like to take medicine even for a headache unless it's really, really bad. And I couldn't figure out why. And it was because of this. So, you know, I just, I always thought it was normal for people to have all these different types of pills and these medications to be around. And, you know, my whole life growing up, my mom used to say, I need a Xanax. I need a Xanax. And, you know, I always thought, you know, she just has mental illness. You know, she's just suffering from depression or whatever. But as I think more about it, I I can't, I can pinpoint the things that I see wrong. So, For me, um, I think one of the, I think one of the biggest things for me was that looking back, um, she had offered me them. Uh, I talk about the night that I got punched in the nose and my nose got broken. I came home really, really upset and, you know, she got up out of the bed and, you know, she said, you know, go uptown and 
beat her ass or whatever. And then I just kept crying and crying and crying. I was like, I don't want to do that. You know, she's like, do you need a Xanax to calm down? You know? And then like, I was so upset and so distraught. I was like, it's going to help me calm down because I need to go to sleep, you know? And I accepted it. And I'm like, oh my God, even though I didn't want to like, for me to be in that mental state and to do that. And so, but before this, I had got my first ever job at Steak and Shake, and um, lo and behold, I did not know that I had plantar fascialis really bad, and um, people that have that, it's really hard to walk, it's really hard to bear weight in the mornings, and if you keep irritating it, it becomes extremely, extremely painful, and the only way to like stop it to be painful is to really rest, and so my first day of work, I was on my feet for eight or nine hours my first time. And my feet swelled up and I did not know what was wrong with me. I could not walk. I was so frustrated. And, you know, I was in such like confusion. I'm like, I don't understand why my feet are hurting so bad. Is this normal? I've never experienced anything like this before. Feet are hurting really bad. Um, You know, maybe you can, you know, what do I need to do? And she said, well, do you want to go to this friend of mine, do you want to go over there because I will get some hydros, hydrocodone for you. And, you know, I didn't really want to go, but I was like, oh man, maybe it's just like a one-time thing. Like, you know, at this point I didn't know what it was. I was like, maybe it's just a one-time thing. And if I just take it, it'll help me sleep. And then my feet will feel better. So we made the trip there. We got them and, you know, whatever, obviously it didn't help. And I did not continue to take them. And at that point, once I realized, like, I stopped taking them. I only took one of those. Um, And then I continued to try to take Tylenol every once in a while. But I realized it wasn't fixing it. After my research, I realized what it was and what was going to help. And I wore ankle braces and everything. And so after that, I just kind of dealt with the pain and made it work. But in that moment, it made me realize, like, she's buying from other people. She's giving them money or offering like, Oh, I'll take you out to eat, blah, blah, blah. Um, and stuff like that. And then I remember my parents getting into it and I had heard that my dad had flushed my mom's medicine down the toilet. And that obviously made her very frustrated. Um, and you know, it was just so crazy to me the way that I grew up because I thought it was so normal Also, I want to specify that this was normal behavior for my family because um, even to this day, like my mom's mom, uh, it's, she's been, uh, from my understanding, I was too young to know, but whenever people talk about her, whenever my parents used to talk about her, it would be the same thing. So like, you know, the cough syrup that has codeine in it, I guess maybe one of us was prescribed it. And my dad, like, he was like, yeah, she came over and drank all of it, you know. So she was kind of known for that type of deal, too. She was prescribed Xanax, and she did have a pain pump, um, you know. And I wonder where these issues came from. And I think my grandmother's issues came from a car accident. Her and my mom got into a car accident. My mom, like, had to have surgery on her knee. She had a full body cast. My grandma, she had, like, I don't even know. She said, like, 10 surgeries. She's had neck, back problems. She's had open heart surgery. And so I think that really became the issue for both of them. And maybe not so much my mom, 
But then my mom, in her later years, she has a herniated disc. And, um, but by the way, she doesn't do anything to get it fixed. So she doesn't go into surgery. She hasn't tried to, you know, the doctor had stated if you lose weight, it could potentially help with, you know, just the pulling on the back. Like that could really help you. Nope, we don't do that. Um, you know, and so she could get surgery and hopefully try to help or not. But I think she uses that as an excuse. And also, I think the depression after my grandfather passed away, um, which was her dad, I think that that really took a turn. And, you know, I don't want to use it as an excuse. And then I think there are so many red flags that pop up, the constantly carrying around the makeup bag with the prescription pain pills. Um, I think the whole offering Xanax hydros was a huge red flag. And then another red flag was whenever, um, you know, I wanted to go to college. I originally, my original plan was to be an occupational therapist. And my mom said, well, you need to be, you need to be a doctor or whatever so that we can have a script book so that you can write me scripts. And it's like, ding, 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 red flag, waving it all around. And, you know, it was so weird for me because I, I don't even know. I always thought her sleeping for days at a time and never giving, getting up out of bed was um, an excuse for depression. I never thought in my wildest dreams that it was for, like, abuse of prescription pills. And it's just crazy because... I don't even know what to say. I don't even know where to go from here. And it was hard for me because I've, I've had this realization for like six months. And I kind of said that and I never talked to my therapist about it. And then the other day, I had just talked to my therapist about it. And it's just, it's just crazy that I came to that realization. And I don't even know what else to say about it. At the end of the day, I don't think it's an excuse for her behavior and how she acts. I think on top of everything, I think she has a mental illness too. And, you know, I feel upset and sad about it. But at the end of the day, I don't even know what to say about it. And, you know, I don't know how she's doing now. We haven't spoken in three years. And um, I hate to be kind of blatant and clear, but I really don't care. So, you know, I just, I want people to know that, like, I guess I thought because you don't look like the stereo. So I grew up very naive. I thought I did. Um, you know, if they don't look like stereotypical, like their face is sunken in, they have sores all over them. They still have their teeth. You look relatively normal. Then you, you couldn't possibly have an addiction. And I want people to know that that is not true and that it is such a huge um, problem nowadays. And it's not normal for you to have to, you know, and I'm not saying if you take anxiety medication or depression medication, you, and you have to have that to feel normal. That's totally different than, you know, um, popping a Xanax, you know, more than you're supposed to running out of your prescription more than you're supposed to every single time you're, you're blatantly abusing it. You know, obviously if you're staying in bed for four days and not getting up and you're sleeping, like, obviously that's not normal behavior. So like, we need to like try to figure that. And I think for me, I didn't realize it. I didn't realize because I just, I just simply thought that my mom was just not trying and she just, that's who she was. And so I think growing up in a small town made me really, really naive. And I think that I am no longer 
as naive as I was supposed to be. Um, and yeah, I don't even know. I don't know where I'm trying to go with this. I feel, um, I feel very emotionally drained today. Um, with everything that's going on, but I hope that somebody got something out of this. And I know that if you, or, you know, somebody that's struggling that hopefully you can just, you know, understand and see the signs and, um, it's okay if you're naive and it's okay if you don't want to deal with it. And I understand. And so I totally get it. I am in no way, shape or form, um, a, a per perfectionist about talking about this. I just came to the realization for myself and, um, yeah. And it's really affected how I, um, how I view my life. I refuse to, I feel like me personally, I refuse to get on anxiety medication because I don't want to be like my mom. Um, and that might hinder me and that might be my problem, but I am more of a natural person. I like things to be very natural. And I think that's because of that. I've seen that how much problems it can create in a family. And that's just my personal opinion. Maybe I'm stubborn. It could be, you know, something that makes me not be a good person or whatever, but I just want to try things naturally before I go and like make that decision to do that with my past. So, all right. Well, I hope today's episode was not too emotionally draining and that everybody has a good week and I shall talk to you again soon.